Welcome to the Global Franchise Podcast, your international guide to some of the world's most exciting franchise markets. I'm Kieran McLoon, Deputy Editor for Global Franchise Magazine. Before listening to this episode, don't forget to enter your brand into the highly anticipated Global Franchise Awards 2021, which have an entry deadline of the 29th of March 2021 at 5pm GMT. More information can be found at globalfranchisemagazine.com forward slash awards. For franchisors looking to Europe in search of franchise development, large markets like Germany, France and Spain will largely be some of the first chosen when entering the region. However, it would be a mistake to overlook the promising opportunities presented by a market like Croatia, which has a huge majority of international brands and is supported by a modern franchise association founded in 2002. With the Croatian Franchise Association recently joining Global Franchise's international network of associations, what better time to highlight the country's exciting potential? On this episode of the podcast, we catch up with Doctor of Sciences Liliana Kuketz, president of the association, to find out more about the opportunities on offer in this sometimes overlooked franchising hub. Hi Liliana, welcome to the podcast. How are you doing today? Uh, thank you very much. Um, very well, thank you. <laughs> good, good. Glad to hear. Um, so before we jump into the uh, the Croatian Franchise Association as a whole, I'd be really interested to hear a little more about your kind of personal experience with franchising, because um, I'm aware you've had numerous roles throughout the industry since the conception of the association. So would you be able to just walk me through your, your career up until this point? Yes, of course. Uh, for my, my first uh, contact with franchising was in Italy because I lived uh, for quite some time in, in Milan and I had a consulting studio my, of my own, but I collaborate with other consultants and that's uh, the first contact um, with the franchising was actually there. And, and it was very interesting to me. It was something completely new. So I started to, to dig deeper to see what it is and so on. When I come back to Croatia, uh, I was a consultant for some uh, Italian companies that uh, were franchising here as well. And in the beginning uh, of 2001, I created my own uh, uh, wellness living center, Body Creator. And I decided that I would like to franchise that. But the problem was that there was no market in Croatia. Nobody, nobody knew in that time what is franchising. It was, uh, you know, the time where McDonald's starts to do their educations here, you know, in order to gain some franchisees. And it was quite a new topic for Croatia in that time. So I understood that uh, first thing I have to do is educate my market. <laughs> to be able to find someone who will buy my concept. Mm. And then uh, I start to, to see with my friends. We, are, we formed an association in 2002, and I started to travel around to see what, what, what to do next and how to do it and so on. And that's how I start to work with franchising, not only with, with my concept, Body Creator. That's, uh, you know, that's, that's my way. So now... I am, you know, the franchisor of that body creator brand. I'm a consultant. Uh, I did my PhD in franchising. I'm a professor. I'm teaching on the University of Luxembourg in two or three universities in Zagreb. I'm a lobbyist for franchise sector in Croatia. I'm a broker. I'm president of the association. I'm uh, whatever you can imagine in franchising. I was or I am. But I was never franchisee. Right, okay. And I'm sorry about it because in 
few in my career, I would like uh, to repeat it in a way that I, I, I'm a franchisee. Right. It sounds like that um, Croatia wouldn't really have franchising if it wasn't for you, or at least, you know, you've really sort of... No, it would in some way, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was only, you know, the first one who who, who, who saw, you know, that uh, the, this is something new for, for, for the, this market. Yeah, definitely. And um, for... For brands, for example, let's say from the US who maybe don't really understand why Croatia um, would be an appealing franchise market, could you kind of outline why you think what you think some of the main reasons are that brands looking to enter the European market um, should look to Croatia? What kind of distinguishes the the franchise market in your country? First of all, there is a big share of uh, foreign uh, franchise concept in Croatia much bigger than the domestic one because we have maybe 15% of the national franchise concept and 85 more than 85 maybe percent of of the foreign ones so our market is very open to the foreign brands and and concepts and it's open to learn to see the new things that's very important you know for, for especially for very agile agile brands like american one but the problem with uh, with our market is that uh, we have fair uh, quite low investment possibilities. So the very expensive franchise brands like uh, Burger King, McDonald's or uh, some others, we have them here, but it's uh, it's very difficult to enter, you know, because you need a very strong and nationally presented company who, who would like to be the franchisee or the master franchisee of such a brand. And usually um, those brands are coming, uh, these uh, strong American brands are coming in Croatia through master franchisees from Poland or from, from some other uh, European countries, not uh, no Croatian master, master uh, franchisee. And, uh, but for smaller concept, for micro franchising, we are very, very open. And uh, the people are very curious, you know, to, to see what, what is new and uh, and like everywhere else, we would we like like to share the 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 risk, you know, to open the new new business. Another thing, what is important with Croatia now, we are from 2013, we are a member of European Union, and uh, so that's you know uh, goes in favor for franchising as well. Uh, but uh, we are also the gateway to to the region, you know. Because if you think about Croatia, it's four and a half million of inhabitants. But when you when you look at region, it's about 25 million of inhabitants. So, you know, the very strong, strong market. And uh, Serbia, Bosnia and Herzegovina, Montenegro or uh, North Macedonia, uh, they don't have a franchise association. Uh, you know, they don't um, have this franchise ecosystem like Croatia do. So we are helping a lot to our neighbors, to ex-Yugoslavian countries, to develop, you know, the franchise sector like we we did. That doesn't mean that there is no franchising there, but you know, it's not it's not um, organized or or uh, developed like in Croatia. Yeah. So that's that's why Croatia is an interesting interesting country for for uh, foreign brands. Yeah, and you mentioned some of the. Um some of the challenges that foreign brands might run into there, things like investment challenges. Um, and yet, you know, as you said, the the overwhelming majority of the Croatian franchise market is full of uh, international brands with only about, as you said, 15% um, domestic networks. And I was wondering yeah. why you think that is. Is that mainly, do you think, a 
a perhaps lack of education among Croatian entrepreneurs with regards to franchising and there still needs to be more um, visibility of the business model? Or why do you think it's so few domestic brands in the country? Okay, so uh, actually, I, I wrote the PhD on that subject. So uh, my PhD thesis was on that subject. Actually, the potential of creation, uh, creation uh, companies for for franchising, and um, the research what what I did uh, through uh, in that in that time it showed that uh, knowledge lack of knowledge is still. Uh, very uh, represented here in Croatia, lack of knowledge about franchising uh, with domestic entrepreneurs. The second thing is uh, uh, why there is a small number of, of Croatian uh, entrepreneurs is that uh, we have very slow legal system. So, uh, you know, they are afraid uh, because if they need, you know, the help of legal system, they will wait 10 years to, to get something or not to get at all. So that's one of the reasons. I really did research about what is the reputation of franchise sector in Croatia, mm. you know, because there is a lot of brands who, who, who were here during the last uh, 20 years and they, they are not here anymore in Croatia. And uh, so maybe I thought maybe it's a bad reputation of, of the franchising. So that's why the Croatian companies are not, are not uh, you know, reaching for that, uh, for that uh, growth uh, channel. But on the end, it comes out that, um, that, it's, uh, that franchising has no reputation at all in the sense that people are not thinking good or bad for that because they don't know enough about it. And uh, that's what we are working on now, you know, to to raise uh, the uh, to, to popularize uh, fr- uh, franchising, to raise knowledge about that, you know, so the the creation entrepreneurs can can uh, you know enjoy the benefits of franchising like all, all like all other in, uh, entrepreneurs in, in in Europe. Right, and is that one of the um, primary services that the Creation Franchise Association provides? Would you say is that? Um, raising of knowledge for entrepreneurs or are there other kind of services that you've been offering both international but also domestic brands over the last nearly 20 years by this point yes yes uh, almost uh yes uh, first of all we are doing a lot of education lecturing uh, workshops uh, in all levels and most of them are free of charge so uh, you know the the entrepreneurs can can join and ask for for, for for you know for help or for information and so on. So uh, in these uh, twenty years, Croatian Franchise Association did a remarkable job because we actually uh, we had eight international exhibitions. Uh, we had uh, fourteen. Now on twenty fifth of February, we have fifteenth uh, franchise international franchise forums. Usually, it's a regional. You know things, so mm. we we have guests from from all, all ex Yugoslavia countries, even Hung- Hung- Hungary, Austria, maybe, and so on. And uh, so we did uh, hundreds of, <laughs> I think it's more than two hundred workshops, lectures, and so on uh, on that on that topic. Actually, I, I'm teaching, but uh, it, actually it was the the, the project from uh, Croatian Franchise Association, the franchising course on some universities here in Zagreb. Uh, because we thought, okay, let's uh, try to teach new generation of, of entrepreneurs or the employees in entrepreneurship what franchising is, and I think that's that's a good way because we we did a lot, you know, for 
for next generations for stakeholders in the in franchise ecosystem here yeah no it's definitely i mean it's a, a franchising um class at a university isn't something you see in many countries but it should be because it is such a prolific business model um and so as you say you know introducing students to that at the age at which they could begin going down that career path is the ideal time to do it um for international brands coming into croatia um why would you say that they should work with the association are there any kind of benefits to partnering with the association versus just trying to penetrate the market by themselves? First of all, uh, it's much better, uh, you know, to to go through association because we are local partners. We know our market. We know our franchise sector here. And uh, we can help them. We have a list of some investors that were uh, looking around to to invest in, in in some business. So, that's why if it's uh, micro franchising so that or uh, low investment franchise franchising it's okay we will we will re- we can really help a lot if it's very big uh, investment uh, to that brand we have less and less possibility to help them but doesn't mean we we cannot we we can try always something you know you know the companies who the multi-brand uh, who has a multi-brand franchise concept and so on so we can always uh, do our best the other thing is that uh, you know the there is a creation franchise association here there is a, a center for franchising it's a part of the university of economy and university of, of osiek and there is a center for franchising that we as association Found found in the Creation Chamber of Economy, so uh, those are only three places where you can find us. On the end, because you know we are always in some of that uh, of the institutions, you know, trying to popularize or trying to to you know help the French sector. Sure, yeah. So they cannot. They can. It's very difficult to avoid us. <laughs> if you need help, if you go through institutions, if you go by yourself, of course. But you obviously got a lot of that local market knowledge, as you say, which is invaluable, especially to smaller brands that maybe haven't got those wide infrastructures. Um, just on a more general sense, Liliana, uh, what do you, across the course of your career, what are some of the, the main benefits you've found to franchising? What do you find personally fulfilling about the franchise model that makes you want to spread the message of it throughout the country? So actually... You know, uh, when we are talking about small businesses, uh, usually the main uh, success point is the owner who is there and uh, who is looking after the clients. And if you want, if you want to grow your business, it's very difficult to be everywhere. So the franchising is uh, actually the only, only uh, you know, tool that can help you, uh, e- even not in person, but but to that the owner is everywhere you know because you have your partners on on other part of of the country or 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 globe that are owners actually and uh, they're working uh, you know in your benefit as well as in in their own because it's their own business so for me that is some something very very important the other thing is uh, mentoring you know so it's a very low rate of success of uh, independent entrepreneurs. Start if you want to use the startup, you know. Uh, even though it's usually you know a bond to the IT sector, but I like to use it for all the companies that are going from the scratch. And um, it's a very low, it's very low rate of success, you know, in a five years time. 
And if you look to to start your own business with a franchising, the rate is over 90% of them are still uh, working after five years. And that's only because of the men- mentoring, mentorship uh, that franchisor is giving to their franchisees. And um, what is important, it's a business that grows. So I think that this mentorship is very, very important. Yeah. So franchising has all that. Now there is a big movement uh, in Europe and even here about the mentorship programs in uh, other sector, business sectors, but for entrepreneurship, for, for new entrepreneurs and so on and so on. Actually, that's what franchising is doing for, I don't know, 100 years. <laughs> so. <laughs> so these other sectors, yeah, it's almost just aping franchising successes when uh, brands should just be looking to franchising, really. Um, sort of the, the last question I have for you, Liliana, is just kind of generally either within Croatia or on a more international scale, um, what do you think are some of the, the main trends that will dominate the franchise industry in the coming years? I mean, we're looking, I suppose, at a timeline where uh, coronavirus is a thing of the past. What kind of are there any particular industries or um, certain approaches to franchising that you think will be dominant? What's your kind of view on that? First of all, what 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 I'm noticing in, in Croatia but in Europe too, that F&B sector is losing primacy in franchising. You know, there is a lot of new concepts coming out on the market, and they are not from F&B sector. And uh, it's uh, usually now what I see, it's uh, wellness or education or uh, services of all kinds and especially uh, elderly care. So, uh, you know, those are trends, I think. And uh, it's good because I think that the franchise sector globally is saturated with uh, the fast food restaurants and, 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 and coffee shops and so on. So we need new uh new niche to 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 build the, the French sector and i think that what is uh important yeah the, you know everybody will tell you uh yeah multi-brand uh, that's imp- that that's a new trend you know that the franchisees uh, are buying uh, you know different brands and so on and that's how they are they're growing their businesses uh, and so on but I think that uh, I noticed the important trend about business inside of the business. We usually we are, we are uh, calling that corners. You know that you have a very small franchise like a corner, and you can uh, join forces with uh, some similar business or compatible business, uh, compatible business. So. Uh, I think that uh, that is a little niche that is growing, especially for small to small markets. Sure, yeah, and just um, just relation to your first point, the the idea of the F and B sector um, losing its primary position. Do you think that that's necessarily a direct symptom of the coronavirus pandemic and a lot of brick and mortar locations shutting down, or do you think that that was inevitable that it was always going to eventually shift to another industry as being the main focus? I think it's inevitable. And and uh, the first thing and the second is, you know, the market is already full, you know, and um, and in uh, usually in uh, you know FMB business it's big it's a big investment. So uh, and how many things you can you know it's 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 a place where is uh, difficult to find some innovation. Because every day is more difficult. It's not difficult, but every day is more complex to find, you know, some kind of innovation in uh, food and beverage sector because, uh, you know, 
it's it's a lot of things uh, going going on uh, in that sector. So I think that um, I, uh, I think that uh, that's why uh, the the interest of the franchisees and the franchisors are shifting to other business niche. Uh, because a lot of space to to build, you know that that niche, a lot of space for new brands and so on and so on. So I think that 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 that's that was that's the future of franchising. It's it has nothing to do with uh, with uh, with um, with COVID. I think. Right. Okay. Yeah. It's a very um very competitive sector, as you say. So it'll be interesting to see what the the dominant industries do become as uh, as the years go on. Yeah, because how many hamburgers and pizzas and <laughs> restaurants and how how many of them, you know? Yeah. We try to find the innovation in a, in a pizza. Even though we had we had very nice pizza here in Croatia, the, our national concept in in making pizza, but you know, uh, he he was uh, putting some some uh, stuffing inside of the pastry and so on. <laughs> so you can do that as well, but <laughs> It's whether or not, yeah, it takes hold, I suppose, on a wider scale. Um, well, thanks very much for your time today, Liliana. It's been really interesting speaking with you about Croatia, a market that I personally wasn't overly familiar with. And um, yeah, looking forward to seeing what developments come from your country as the years go on. Oh, yeah, yeah. We have, you know, if you, I was uh, you know, looking for the for the numbers a few days ago. Actually, in 2020, when we had a big uh, problem with the COVID, as, or, as, as, as everybody else, our French, our national uh, brands had, um, you know, uh, had 20%, uh, there, there are 20% more national brands on the market than that was in nine, uh, 2019. So actually, you know, we had a great growth during the COVID period of national brands, and uh, it's uh, almost none in the FMB sector. You know, it's in wellness and education, it's uh, in uh, in health uh, and some you know different different uh, sectors, but not uh, not FMB. Yeah, so it could be a much more diversified, maybe the more domestic leaning market um, as this decade gets more underway. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, thanks very much for your time, Liliana. And uh, yeah, look forward to speaking with you again. Thank you very much. I didn't realise quite how instrumental Liliana was in spreading the good word of franchising throughout Croatia. Um, but her founding of the country's association in 2002 seems like a really key milestone in educating Croatian entrepreneurs about the benefits of this business model. It sounds like there's still a ways to go when it comes to domestic franchise developments, but international brands have clearly seen the benefits that come with choosing Croatia as a European entry point. And for smaller brands that lack the vast resources of some household names, a partnership with the Croatian Franchise Association seems like the way to go when penetrating the country for the first time. We'd be keen to hear your thoughts on this. Have you worked with an association when entering a brand new franchise market? And what benefits did that partnership bring? Make sure to let us know. If you like the podcast, subscribe and recommend it to your friends and colleagues. Or even better, leave a review or a simple rating on Apple Podcasts or wherever you find your pods. To keep up to date with franchise news and have it put into context by the global franchise experts, subscribe to the magazine, hit us up at globalfranchisemagazine.com and follow us on Twitter, Facebook and LinkedIn today.